Welcome to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Shears, a pastor, certified kingdom advisor, certified stewardship instructor, and an investment advisor representative. We will be discussing topics such as biblically responsible investing, estate planning, and wealth transfer that will benefit you as an obedient steward. Christianity is revolutionary. Shouldn't your stewardship be as well? This broadcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Hello and thank you for listening to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. My name is Jay Schurz, a pastor and certified kingdom advisor. We appreciate the fact you're using wisdom from this program to facilitate better financial stewardship in your life. If you have questions about today's program, feel free to give me a call, 888-226-7614. You can find our contact information at kingdomplanadvisory.com. That's kingdomplanadvisory.com. Or you can find us on Facebook at Kingdom Plan Advisory. <clears throat> I'm going to talk to you today about <clears throat> a type of investment that is can be a, a, a very good investment or it can be a very risky investment or a combination of both. I want to talk to you about real estate, in particular, real estate investment trust. The acronym is REIT, R-E-I-T, Real Estate Investment Trust. A real estate investment trust is a type of investment that can be publicly or public or privately owned and offered to you as the investor. Now, a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, will have an opportunity for investing in a myriad of different properties within a particular sector. For example, uh, healthcare. There are many healthcare REITs. Healthcare REITs may own long-term care facilities, nursing homes, assisted living facilities, maybe medical centers, maybe hospitals. That would be a healthcare REIT. Some of them are... Retail REITs, which may own shopping malls or retail outlets. Uh, there are multi-family housing REITs, which uh, basically own apartment buildings. There are hotel REITs. There, there's just a number of different opportunities in the real estate market. Commercial, private, whatever it may be. Now, why are REITs considered to be a, a viable investment. Number one, I want to I want to preface what I'm about to say is I'm not recommending REITs to you. Okay? I'm just covering it from an educational standpoint what a REIT is, the benefits and the negativities to a, a, a real estate investment trust. So many times people are looking at REITs because of the dividend that they pay. Now REITs by law, have to pay 90% of the income or profits to the shareholder. Some of them pay all of it. Okay? So if a REIT, uh, your particular portion of that REIT was $1,000 of income, they have to pay $900 to you as a, a uh, dividend, for example. <clears throat> I have seen REITs that have sold... A portion of their portfolio and passed that along to the shareholder. Now, <clears throat> I mentioned there are a, just a myriad of different REIT opportunities. Some are publicly traded. What I mean by publicly traded is this. Publicly traded means they are, are bought and sold on the exchanges. New York Stock Exchange, NASDAQ, whatever it may be. There are also private REITs. Private REITs. Now, private REITs, we're getting into a risk difference here. Private REITs 
You're buying shares of a REIT, but it is not bought and sold on exchanges. You basically buy shares, normally either $10 or $25 per share. You'll receive a prospectus. Many times they may say, well, the expected return of your principal will be 8 to 10 years. Okay? And it will stipulate the current dividend rate, which may be 5%, 6%, 7%. They are considered illiquid. Why? Because you cannot cash in those shares unless, unless there are circumstances. And it really depends on the REIT, but many times due to death. What happens with the private REIT is they will... They will create this pile of money at the beginning of each year as a pool of liquidity for the investors that either die or request a liquidation. Many times they don't allow just a normal liquidation. So therefore it is considered an illiquid investment and must be, must be really analyzed whether that is, is a good placement into your portfolio because, you know, you let me well let me give you an example. <clears throat> so on an illiquid investment, I, I even consider annuities in surrender periods, surrender charge of the seven, eight, nine, ten year period, some of them go up to fifteen years, as illiquid investments because you cannot take the money out without paying a penalty. A private REIT may not allow you to take the money out. Okay, so when you're putting that money in, it may be tied up there for a period of time. Now, a publicly traded REIT is liquid, which means if you bought it today, you could sell it tomorrow. That's a pretty big benefit. The negative part of a publicly traded REIT is sometimes the dividend is not as high in the same uh, type of sector. You really have to, to, to really research uh, kind of an apples to apples comparison. Now, who looks at REITs? Someone who needs income. Number one, because the REIT income normally will be, especially on the private side, is considerably higher than what a CD is paying. Okay. On the publicly traded side, you still see some pretty high paying REITs. Um, there are several, you know, five and six percent range, uh, depending on the type. You know, the the healthcare REITs. Um, you know, the, the, well, there's just a number of, of, of different types of REITs that are paying a varying type of dividend. And you need to do, once, once again, a side-by-side -side comparison. The real catch in this is liquidity versus non-liquidity. Or liquidity versus illiquid. That, and that is the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Now, I have been associated with, with offering REITs to, to my client base for over 20 years. And let me share some of the, of the positive and negative experiences because you need to be aware of both. Okay. Now, I used to sell private REITs. I don't sell private REITs anymore. Um, back in the, the early 2000s, uh, there were some REITs that, that went from broker-dealer to broker-dealer. Uh, the broker-dealers did their due diligence. They offered them on the platform. Uh, we were told they were the greatest thing since sliced bread. We offered them to our clients, and the clients did actually pretty good. Maybe get a 6% dividend, uh, and at the end of an 8-10 to 10 year period, 
the the REIT went public, which that is an option they may do. They can liquidate, continue as is, or go public. Uh, the ones that I that I was associated with actually went public, uh, and the clients come out pretty well. Then we get into the mid two thousands, like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, when the interest rates started to drop, okay, considerably. There were some REITs that were sold by a majority of the broker-dealers uh, in the United States at that time uh, that really didn't do well at all. Um, <clears throat> the first thing that happened is they stopped paying their dividend. They were paying a 7% dividend at the time. Uh, and about, um, well, depending on, on when people invested in it, a short time later, they stopped paying the dividend. So it was an illiquid investment that stopped paying the dividend. So basically it was a pile of money that was doing nothing. And then on a quarterly basis, they would basically uh, review the value of the underlying assets. In this particular case, it was office buildings. Uh, and people were seeing their share prices just fall 60, 70%. For example, if they put in 100,000, they get a statement that says that their account value is 30,000. Same number of shares. They didn't sell anything. So they lost value. Okay. They can't cash it out. And the dividend stopped. That was a, a risk that was associated with a private, buying a private REIT. And the worst thing happened. Now, <clears throat> have I seen that more than once? Yes, I have seen it. I've seen it several times. It's one of the reasons I will, I, me personally... I will not sell another private REIT in my lifetime or in the, the re remaining part of my career as long as God has me doing what I'm doing. I will not do it. That risk was too great. But we had not seen it since the 80s uh, when the interest rates were extremely high. And we were assured that it was, you know, that, that there was no risk, that the lease ratio was very high and that the... Let me explain a lease ratio. Let's say that they own 100 buildings. Uh, maybe it's pharmacies. Okay. Um, that they could go down, and these are numbers that were tossed around, that they could go down to about 17 or 18% occupancy rate and still pay their dividend. So 80 out of the 100 stores leave. They could still have basically 18 stores in these buildings or in these, these, these REITs. And they could still pay the dividend. Well, that turned out to not be true. Um, the REITs had wholesalers that went from broker-dealer to broker-dealer. And they would call and say, hey, I'd love to come talk to you about this REIT that we're offering. <clears throat> the really big thing for a broker was that REITs were paying 6 and 7% commission. Right? Now... In early 2000s, I was still a little wet behind the ears. I'd, I'd started in the business in 1996. But I was under the assumption that if my broker-dealer had done their due diligence and it was available to sell on the platform, that these things were relatively safe. That also turned out not to be true. There were some pretty horrible issues that came up with these. After they started, I still had these wholesalers saying, hey, I'd love to, to come talk to you about this. Even after they stopped paying the dividend. I said, you stay 100 miles away from my office. I don't want to see you. I've got clients that their money is locked up. It's lost 70% of their value. And you stop paying their dividend and we can't get the money out. 
Another thing that I don't like about the private REITs is once they go <clears throat> public, or not not necessarily even going public, is they are bought and sold often. It, it It's like chasing a mouse. I, I'm just not a fan of them anymore. Once again, when I started my career, there were a couple that did exactly like they said they were going to do. The clients came out, made 20% profit. At the end of the, the term, which was about eight years, they went public. They made 20% profit. So they got all their money back plus 20%. Plus they had a 6% dividend for the 10 years that they held it. That was a good investment, right? We all want something like that. Well, the risk associated with that is also that it is illiquid. They could stop paying their dividend. They could lower their dividend. Or they could lose value. Can they go bankrupt? Yeah, they can. They can. Now, back to the positive side. REITs have this unique tax advantage where they pass along the depreciation of the property. So your your tax on your dividends can be less. It really depends on your situation. Now, do I still like REITs? Yeah, I absolutely love REITs. I, I really do. Publicly traded REITs. Once again, I want to preface this. I am not recommending public versus private. I'm sharing my own personal experience and telling you what I prefer. I prefer publicly traded REITs because they are liquid. Liquid, liquid. That is a huge, huge component of risk tolerance. Liquidity. If a person is going to go illiquid, I would, I would choose to use something that has some guarantees like a fixed annuity or an equity indexed annuity that has some guarantees associated with it. A, a private REIT does not have any guarantees. You could lose 100% of your investment. 100% can be lost. So why do I love publicly traded REITs? I love them for the dividend. I like When we are in a low interest rate environment, I like having a, a publicly traded REIT that... Um, you know, may pay a four, four and a half, five, five and a half, six percent dividend. So, <clears throat> can it be factored into a portfolio for someone who is looking for income? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the kingdom portfolios that I manage, I have REITs inside of those that that um, you know they could go south just like any other REIT, but th- they seem very broad, which means they own a lot of things. Um, you know, you could buy them in the form of a mutual fund. You could buy them in the form of a a, a indice that kind of tracks REITs. I mean, there's a number of different ways that you could publicly get into these things that are that you still have liquidity and still have an opportunity for dividend payments. So, therefore, I, I, I still like them. Um, but they need to be used accordingly. They need to be used with the awareness of the risk associated with REITs. And... I can tell you right now, if anyone is speaking to you about a private REIT, I want you to be fully aware, fully aware. Now, the REIT may end up doing exactly what it's supposed to do. It may, it may be a, just a wonderful investment, but you need to be aware that they could stop paying their dividend. Okay. The, the underlying 
property values can decrease, which lowers your actual value of your original investment. Okay. And if you want out, it could be illiquid. Most of them are. Most of them are. So there are, there's three things there that make them unattractive. Make them unattractive. The attractive side to private REIT is, number one, you could probably, well, you, you have an opportunity for more growth or more capital gain and possibly a little higher dividend. If you're willing to, to take the risk of losing all of your money, then that's, that's up to you. But you need to be aware of it. Once again, I prefer publicly traded REITs for the sole reason of liquidity. Sole reason. The dividend is there. Growth opportunities are there. And there's still opportunity for loss. All right. They're kind of, they look, smell, taste the same until you get to liquidity. You with me? So, once again, I'm just, a, you know, who is the perfect candidate for owning a REIT? It's really someone who's looking for income. Someone that, you know, they, they <clears throat> have a, a just a, a myriad of, of different dividend-paying investments. They may own bonds. They may own municipalities. They may own CDs. They may own fixed annuities. Uh, and then you're looking for something that might uh, have a little bit more risk associated with it, but pays a higher dividend. Uh, then a REIT may be an opportunity in, in, in some percentage inside of the portfolio. So, once again, and I'm going to end this with, with, I want you to understand, I am not recommending REITs. I'm, this, once again, purely educational. Purely educational. If you have questions about REITs, I'd be happy to talk to you about them. You know, on an individual basis, whether, you know, maybe you're currently in one and you need recommendations on, on what to do. Uh, especially on the private side, because um, there are some names associated with some things that are ugly, uh, that didn't do well, uh, and the name is 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 just cursed among the the financial planning crowd. We just we don't even want to talk about them anymore. Um, it was a very hard lesson learned, but I would love to talk to you about it. And and you know, main main thing would be the risk tolerance questionnaire. Is this something that even is an opportunity to fit inside of your, your portfolio based on your risk tolerance, your needs, that type of thing? So feel free to give me a call, 888-226-7614. I'll do it a little slower this time, 888-226-7614. Uh, you can find us at kingdomplanadvisory.com, kingdomplanadvisory.com. And if you feel that the, the information that I share today is on is more investment related, the, the, the disclosure is, is um, <clears throat> associated on the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network site, letting you know that I'm associated with Vanderbilt Financial Group, um, FINRA SIPC, all the disclosure information is there. Once again, I am not recommending or not recommending reach to you today so still still could talk to you about it if you want to give give uh, give me a call and, and we can chat so god bless i hope this was educational thank you for listening to revolutionary stewardship i encourage you to visit kingdomplanadvisory.com to read our latest articles and sign up for our monthly newsletter if you would like to arrange a free stewardship consultation please schedule on our website or you may call 888 888- 
226-7614. Securities offered through Vanderbilt Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered with MSRB. Advisory services offered through Vanderbilt Advisory Services. God bless.